good Thursday morning and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Dayton Olander. Governor Spencer Cox has declared a state of emergency in Grand, Emory, and Wayne counties due to the weekend's massive flash flood in southern Utah. The disaster hit downtown Moab especially hard, leaving residents scrambling to piece their lives back together. Reporter Colby Peterson joins the podcast to discuss how the city is doing just days after the flood. Some pretty tragic news from southern Utah over the past several days, um, with major flash flooding causing a woman to lose her life in Zion National Park. And in Moab, the disaster is now being called a 100-year flood. Um, Can you give us a picture and maybe some context of what happened down there? Sure. So on Saturday night, this flash flood tore through Moab. And it wasn't just water. It was also mud. It was also debris, like branches and and stuff so really destructive um in fact in a 20 minute span between about 7 and seven thirty, uh about an inch of rain fell so it was really um a lot of water in a short amount of time and it just led to flooding of moab's downtown area right around um where main street and center street cross each other and you know we're seeing videos of water flowing into businesses and people walking in water up to their shins and um water flowing along main street at one point um, according to a spokesperson it reached three feet feet deep along, along main street and uh yeah really crazy and um, on Sunday, that same spokesperson said that a city engineer was calling it a 100-year flood, meaning that it had a 1% chance of happening in any given year. So pretty slim chances of something happening like this, and it was just a, a perfect storm of conditions. Yeah, and you talked with a Moab business owner for this story, as well as the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of damage was done to houses and buildings and businesses in the city? Like you said, we we have been seeing some of those just awful videos of of water up to people's um, ankles, just kind of running through the city. So what kind of damage did that cause? Yeah, I mean, not only did this, the destruction from the water, from the fast moving water, but also, if you imagine all the all the stuff that all that water picked up and then deposited all throughout the city. So a lot of businesses are seeing, you know, inches of sand and silt deposited on their sidewalks, on their parking lots, mud flowing into their businesses, and sometimes water just coming up too high and shorting out appliances and and things like that. So and also the force of the water um bringing down doors and and all that water just rushing through buildings if you can imagine the damage from that sure and i think that you know begs the question what are residents currently doing to try to clean up the mess and rebuild so right now it's a lot of digging out uh the business owner that i talked to said that ironically now they're wishing for a little bit of rain to help wash things off Um, All that silt and sand and mud has dried and just turned into dirt. And now they're using heavy equipment to dig out that dirt and they're putting it in trucks and trailers to haul it away and really just focusing on 
making sure that all their storm drains are clear so that if another flood happens, everything won't be clogged with all this new dirt and mud. Interesting. So what does the forecast look like for the next week or so? Um, You said they maybe want a little bit of rain to help clear some of this stuff away, but are residents going to have time to recover or is there potential for even more flooding in the near future? So when I spoke with the mayor, she told me that she's pretty worried about getting more rain. It does look rainy on Thursday and Friday. There's at least a 30% chance of rain showers and thunderstorms mainly afternoon. Um, But after that, it looks really sunny. Um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday all look sunny and hot. So if we can just get Moab through this weekend, uh, they'll have some nice dry weather to get things cleaned up. That's good to hear. And do officials expect this type of massive, really unprecedented flooding to be more common headed into the future? So due to climate change, Mayor Joette Langanese said that she and other city officials are expecting these kinds of situations to unfortunately become more common. And they are starting discussions on how to prevent disasters like this in the future. Sure. And again, I think that you touched on it there, but the natural follow-up question is, what steps is Moab planning to take to ensure the city is as prepared as possible um, should another flash flood sweep through there at some point in the future? Sure. So a lot of it is going to be more monitoring and giving people advance warning of a flash flood. So something that the mayor said she and the city are looking into is putting alert systems on the flood gauges at the creek bed so that if the water gets up to a certain level, an, an alert will go out to the community saying that, hey, you know, this flash flood is imminent, giving people that advance warning. They're also thinking about installing what's called a detention basin at the headwaters of the Mill Creek and in the Park Creek area, just so if water starts getting too high, there will be um, a, a basin, a space for that extra water and debris to flow into and divert some of it away from Moab. Colby's story was published yesterday morning, and you can find it online at sltrib.com. Colby, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Next, I had a story published yesterday about a woman who fled Ukraine in fear for her life. Nina Borkovska has lived most of her 81 years in Donetsk, a city in eastern Ukraine, but recently traveled to Utah to escape the violence of the Russian invasion. However, she may have come to the U.S. in the wrong way. The length of time a Ukrainian national is allowed to stay in the country, and the benefits they are eligible to receive, is largely determined by how they arrived. There are multiple avenues to gain access into the country, and they aren't created equally. Individuals with tourist visas, like Borkovska, are mostly out of luck. They are eligible for very little in terms of federal benefits, and only have legal permission to remain in the U.S. for an initial period of six months. Her time is more than a third of the way gone. Borkovska and her daughter are currently looking for ways to extend her stay and open up her eligibility for benefits like Medicaid, but their options are limited, and none of them is a sure thing. You can read the full story online at sltrib.com. And that's it for today. I want to give a huge shout out to Danny Rubio for producing today's episode, and Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for our music. We'll be back with more news tomorrow. 